2: Well, we said it would uh, go down to the final day uh, in terms of MK Dons's League One status, and it certainly did. Um, and unfortunately, we are now relegated to, to League Two. Um, I think a statement that we didn't think we'd actually be saying again, to be honest with you, um, after last time we were here, I think it was, what's was it, four or five seasons ago? Um, but unfortunately, uh, a, a disaster of a season, quite frankly, has seen a drop into the fourth division once again. And, I mean... And we'll get into it, Joe. But it's uh it was the nicest feeling on Sunday afternoon, was it?
0: No, nor was it on Monday morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was an understatement. No, it's um, yeah, it, and uh, yeah. I mean, we had it in our own hands, like, but and I guess the most frustrating thing was that we—I mean, I'm sure we'll get touch on the game briefly, but we we did our we 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 didn't just bot we didn't well. We, we should have done enough to win. I don't think we played bad. We, well, we didn't play bad. That's a fact. And it was almost our whole season in a nutshell, really. Um, I mean, we could get straight into it if you want to.
2: Go for it. Shoot, yeah, go for it.
0: I mean, 31 shots to five. Um, an XG of two and a half to... I mean, what was even their XG? Was it like 0.2 or 0.3 or
2: something? don't remember having a shot, to be honest. I'd like significance. Um,
0: I actually watched the hi- i managed to summon up the strength to watch the highlights back and I think the whole highlights package it was seven or eight shots from us seven eight chances and these weren't just you know small chances these were big chances to be crafted out and it's it, it was the story of our season where we just couldn't get that finishing touch um Mo Issa was playing catch with the goalkeeper for half the game uh, <laughs> um Jonathan Lecko oh. just taking that extra touch when uh, Dawson DeVoy played him in. Um, was it Con- did out Grant hit the post or did it go just past the post in the first half where it got cut back?
2: Just past? No, like just- people- yeah,
0: just past. DeVoy hit the post himself
2: yeah, from Reign, just did.
0: outside the box. Um, and then a goal line scramble. And that where- Will Grigg
2: chance and that scramble is a joke. Like Honestly, the reason you're bringing Will Grigg without getting too much into it is to finish that chance. He's pretty much like, he's, maybe he's walk, slightly walk off balance.
0: More come away this season. We probably, you know, we, we like, we're lyrical about him and how it, you know, he's the ultimate penalty box striker. The movement was great. And he was, I mean, maybe if he starts a few games and he, maybe he scores that, you know, but yeah, it was, yeah, I, it, it was a real shame because I think I'd been, Mm, I think I'd been less angry if we were just in total shambles because then I'd just be like, well, oh, well this is hilarious. We're 2-0 down. We're about to be relegated. But the fact is that it stayed 0-0 the whole game and we knew that just one goal would change it. It, it Genuinely, it was a torturous game to watch. It was absolutely horrible. Um, and yeah, we just, you know, we, I think everyone was ready to absolutely burst in, into a celebration. But we didn't come.
2: No, it didn't, and um, obviously Cambridge were the victors on the day, beating as we always knew they had. They probably get a guaranteed three points against Forest Green at home, and they didn't need to win. They didn't need to win the game in hand against Burton, because um, with Morecambe losing to Exeter, and obviously us failing to score against Burton meant they stayed up. Which, obviously, with the position they were in five six games ago, is a literally is a final day miracle for them. Um, and yeah, I, I think obviously from the season we had last year to this year, it's it's literally a complete a complete 180 in terms of the club's progress and what we were doing on the pitch and even off the pitch in many respects. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get on to the wider impacts of the club later on um, as relegations always do have impacts like this. But I mean, in many ways, Joe, the relegation, you could say, happened even before we kicked the ball at Burton because we had two games prior to that in in Cheltenham and Barnsley, where we had leads at home and we just lost points. we It was silly goals. Funny enough, Alfie Mayer, a player who you know, we were, we were linked with quite a lot in the summer, scored one of the goals to Cheltenham, the, the 90th-minute equaliser. And then to to let go of a three-goal lead at Barnsley at home is, is unforgivable. And, of course, you've always mentioned about the, the home games, Towards the end of Manning's time, I believe it was, where we were just giving careless goals away at home and just dropping points all over the place, and you could say where well, the masses are in down form anyways.
0: Yeah, and I, 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 it was, yeah, it's over, It's the home games this season where we've where we've lost out, and those home. And we've said so many times, it's 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 the taking of chances, and I don't know, you know, what the stats are and who to blame as such in terms of finishing stats, but we we said. Sam Smith has been stepping up for um, Cambridge. We said that Cole Stockton's been stepping up for Morecambe. And he nearly even performed... Because if Morecambe won with us drawing, they would have stayed up ahead of Cambridge. And they nearly yeah. <laughs> they nearly mounted the late comeback themselves. And we, we needed the, one of the big guns, like Leko or Isa, who had plenty of chances to take one and seize the game. And they didn't. They didn't, unfortunately. Um, and, and like you said, that is the difference. You know, we, last season we had difference makers. We had people like Harry Darling who, you know, there was that, was it Wigan? No, it wasn't Wigan at home. Oh, I can't remember the game it was, but he dribbled the entire length of the pitch, did a like a Ronaldo chop and then bent one in. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was just things like that where, look, okay, I'm not expecting Jack Tucker to run the length of the pitch and do that. Last, that was just, but it's, Last season we had match winners. We had Scott Twine who popped up at Burton away in the 96th minute. Who Scott uh, from a scrappy situation, which you know a long ball up the field, Connor Wickham yeah does brilliant and lays it off to him. But he gets on the end. He just get or got onto the end of a scrap. Um, you think Lincoln away last year? My word, that was you know yeah it incredible. Was, it, it was scrappy and it was Twine again who made the difference. This season, I think. The general play, and we've said this time and time again, it hasn't been bloody like awful. Because we said the same thing when Manning left. We said, Look, it's not even necessarily Manning's fault, but he is the easiest thing at the club to change. You can't stack 30 players' contracts and then mid season, right? Uh, who can we get in then? You know, it, it, it's, it, it's the manager is the easiest thing to. Change and that was why we changed in halfway through the season. And but the trend has continued of the general play being not that bad. You know, we've we've and we've been the architects of our own downfall in that we've not really taken our own. We're not taking our own chances, and the our opposition, by and large, didn't have to do much to pierce our weak underbelly, so to speak. You know, it wasn't as if Barnsley. Had, I mean, they had like 15 minutes of pressure, but it wasn't like, you know, because it's say, for instance, Derby away, you can kind of forgive if you concede, you know, one or two after, you know, pressure like for constant up, 30 shots during the game, you've been battered. Look, okay, chances are one of them might go in. But, you know, games like Exeter, where they had four shots, two of them go in, that's just pathetic, really. So, um yeah, like you said, I, the architects are our own downfall, very much so, I think.
2: And yeah, I mean, that architecture of our own downfall was has led to the attacking of three people already. Um, and that's what happens with relegations, people lose their jobs, unfortunately. And you know, Mark Jackson and some of his team um have unfortunately fell into that sword again. Um you, you could that definitely have the argument to say that like Manning, was it really their fault? Um who knows? I mean, I, I don't necessarily think they were the biggest problem at the club, but do I see them as part of the solution moving forward? I honestly don't, not with that group of players. Um and it 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 was it was a harsh sacking, but when with how much well at least if we think how much of a rebuild this squad's gonna need in the summer, you're better off just getting a fresh face in and doing it from that perspective. And yes, Liam Sweeting will be leading the recruitment and his team will be doing that uh, we well, what would like to think to anyway, that's what the recruiter to do. But ultimately from my perspective, whilst I really like Mark and I think he would have been a fantastic hit to have next season. Um, ultimately, he did as much as he could with that team, and for me, those players weren't really giving him 100% throughout the season. Uh, even in the supposed war we had against Burton, um, they kind of went to Pearl Harbor and just sort of shit themselves when they got onto the beach, and they just didn't. Whilst they had 31 shots, they didn't get a goal. Ultimately, um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, Joe, I know you, you think you slightly disagree with the sacking of Jackson from when I spoke to you last, but give me your thoughts on obviously. Jacko leaving and Don's about being being about a manager again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I find it hard. You know, at the end of the day, this is. I think it's harder for me to sort of advocate for someone losing their jobs, especially when these are people which, you know, you might bump into what going to the club shop before the game or you know stuff like that. You know, it's people where you know we have come into contact with a lot of people at the club and. I do find it, and I do think it's um, it's a lot more personal. And you know, in a Premier League clubs, people lose their jobs, and they get a few million pound payout. I don't think that quite works that way at League One level. Um, you know, it does it does impact people, and I think a lot some people I've been talking about sixteen year olds on Twitter um, yeah. maybe don't necessarily see it that way. Um, and just yeah, but anyway, as I said, I think it's similar to the in stacking in that. Okay, I don't necessarily think it was his fault, but he's the easiest thing to change. And I think that, you know, we've seen with Liam Sweet and he's had five or six transfer windows. There was one, which was bad. Okay, it was catastrophic. But I mean I've already given my I've already hinted at reasons before in saying that, well, it was the one transfer window where he was having to pick up on the mess that was left because of the complete lack of squad, which the budget allowed to be built prior to the twenty one twenty two season, Russell Martin did not have a squad. He had, you know, we saw John Freeman. Hir- Hiram Boateng was our impact player.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. we 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 had, and he and he's someone that's not even played half of the games for Mansfield this season in the league in the league below. We had John Freeman and Callum Tripp on the bench at times last season, uh, in that season, 21-22. And to finish where we were was really quite remarkable and down to some absolute fantastic transfer dealings. Um, and, you know, under Liam Manning, the, Liam Manning also signed two players in the January permanently, Dan Kemp and Matt Smith. Those players have not worked out any way, shape or form. And we had a couple of good loanies then, yeah, granted, in, in that January window. Um but the other window Manning had was the summer transfer window. Manning had two windows. And i it's it's it, you'd struggle to say many of them worked out. And then actually, you know, Manning's gone and we had that January window. And Anthony Stewart, yeah, he had an impact for the four or five games he played or whatever. Yeah, it was fairly decent, I'd say. You had Paris Magoma, who I think a lot of our fans sort of, whilst frustrating at times, I think he showed some real good qualities and yeah, he's a marmite player, isn't he?
2: He's a marmite player. I
0: mean, yeah, he 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 was very much a um, fitted into what Mark Jackson wanted. He very much um, added some much needed legs into that midfield. It it made our attack much more dynamic. Um, Start of the season, it was very much uh, flattering to deceive at times. Uh, under Manning, you know we we were playing at times Adam uh, Matt Smith and you know Matt Smith or Dara Burns or you know Nathan Holland in behind um, at the time well it was Will Greek for a lot of the season. Obviously, you know fair enough. My eyes granted my eyes uh, hadn't come back from his injury yet, but you know that that front line it was a much 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 more lively and much more of a threat at all times. Um, and then Max Dean, I think he's. He's won the hearts and minds of many already. Absolutely. Um, so uh, the more I talk about it, the more I actually think, how I'm sorry, but I do not buy this. Oh, Liam Swate, the the managers have no say in the players. Because let's not forget, Liam Manning started the season playing four at the back. After go, it going to absolute crap after three or four games, he ripped that up and went back to three at the back. We've been playing without wing-backs all season. Why on earth did we not have many... Why were we so short on centre-backs? I'll tell you why. Because we were meant to be playing with two bloody centre-backs this season. And we've been playing the season with three. Because Liam Manning wanted to play four at the back. Why have we had six wingers this season? Because Liam Manning wanted to play 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 with wingers. It's no coincidence that the squad is a complete mishmash because it's the system which it was built for was abandoned so quickly thereafter. And it's not to say that these, because we've seen in glimpses, some of these players have really offered something. However, the system which they were built to play in mm. and the manager who they were brought to play under, well, he, he left because he, he ripped up his own, you know, the whole transfer strategy was based around his, what he wanted. Because if we were playing three at the back, do people really not believe we would have got some wing-backs in? It, it, you know, look at last season. We were playing three at the back. Who did who did uh, we go and get in? We got him, Peter Kioso, And then uh, in, after he left, we then replaced him with Kessler Hayden. We didn't just leave it with Harvey and... Harvey and... Um, what's his face? Watson tonight. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I... I there, are, there are failings, but I think that you know Mark, Mark Jackson. This is all about came back to, to Mark Jackson, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but essentially, Mark Jackson's taken the can because you know he's tried to make the best out of a squad which just is has been assembled essentially. But then the the, the person for whom it was assembled, it's been it's essentially not good enough uh, yeah. for, for for playing the system which we want to play. And there was definitely improvements made, um, but I, I guess this is that was my sort of in defence of Liam um, uh But if yeah, I mean, that is for me. It it just shows that, I, and I may I may be wrong there. I may I may be completely wrong, but for me, um, Liam Sweeten is not the biggest issue either. Liam Sweeten was having to pay for, you know, he, it's not him that just chooses all the players. I just don't buy that whatsoever. Um, so but yeah I think Jackson was just a, a victim of what went on and, and a victim of a wider issue really and um, I don't think he's in my mind anyway he's not done his reputation too much harm I don't think I hope not anyway
2: yeah um, no I definitely agree with you mate in the fact that obviously the managers have had I'd say a, more of a significant amount of say than people think they'd have in terms of the transfers you know Max Dean basically even obviously Max Maxine base said that Mark Jackson literally advocated for him and signed him um which you know you can imagine former Leeds lad um did it right for the academy when he was there and as as Dre mentioned, you know he's, I think he him next season will play a big role and then you have got the likes of of course you know the Dan Kemps who let's face it I don't want to sign Dan Kemp if, if it's a standard scouting system but obviously Lee man and might have liked him from his West Ham days Holland probably the same commentary one or more limelight but again same sort of theory so there's potentially an argument to say should Liam Sweeting take back more control of the signings, but at the same breath, you've got to understand that the sporting director and the head coach have to have some sort of relationship because they work together a lot day-to-day basis, so there has to be some sort of say for the head coach, um, whether that's Jackson, Manning, or whoever the, hell's the new, whoever the hell the new one will be, but I think from where I stand is that, yeah, listen, Jackson's not to blame for the majority of it, but for me, you've got to have a new face start the new season. Um, Unfortunately for Jackson, I think Bridges were burned there. And, you know, clearly, um, I think him starting the next season in the League Two would have been a difficult one, especially with those players or some of the players that might stay from, from the previous seasons. And, you know, B, I would like to see Liam Sweeting take more of the reins of it next season and get someone in, maybe we we'll to our next question, get someone in who can actually literally coach the players properly and focus on coaching the players. um. Yeah, you know, obviously there's there's speak to managers from from professionally and personally. Like there's a period of time where they work on transfers, but it by the sound of things, it's nowhere near the level that Manning and Jackson were having to do it for, especially Manning, for example. So it's definitely an argument to say that Liam Sweeting should just potentially just take more ownership of certain situations and get players in that he wants to play in, a system that he is trying to introduce rather than you know liaising on managers too much and then as Joe said we get in a situation where we're abandoning the system four games in and then we really are fucked. So that's my sort of two pence on it. Um and I suppose the next question is unless joe sort of aiming to elaborate on that, who's the next gaffer of MK Don's? And I mean we look at we look at some of the names obviously Apperton's come up, I've seen the Cowley's come up, but what what would you want, Joe?
0: The way I see it, there's sort of, I think there's two routes we, well, three routes we can go down. I think someone, I'm, I'm nicking this from someone online. I can't remember who it was that tweeted it, but um, essentially we go for an unproven, up and coming manager, you know, someone that's got experience of working with youth players, you know. And before people say, oh, we need someone with experience, just 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 before, you know, you've got people like um, Neil Wood currently at Salford doing really well. Uh, you've got someone like Kieran McKenna whose first job in um as a first team manager has just got someone promoted. So just like to say, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, or you can go for an experienced older head, which we did last time we came down to League Two in the form of Paul Paul Tisdale. That again creates its own set of problems potentially. We yes, we did go up at the first time of asking. However, then when we were up, and then you wanted to sort of build and and move on and and cre- create something. We found ourselves with a pretty decent budget staring down the barrel, which a rookie manager in Russell Martin got us out of. Um, so, yeah, again, that can potentially come with its pitfalls. But as I said, you know, that manager got us out the first time of asking. Um, or the third option is Robbo. <laughs> um, I think for me personally, that's just a, you know let's not... I, I think we've said before, Liam, at this club, haven't we, about obsessions with um, former players and managers. You know, every time I think people... I saw some... Uh, Regan Paul's been... Um, is leaving Lincoln at the end of the year, and I've seen people saying, we should go in for him. Well, I mean, he'll be going to the Championship for starters. Yes, he will. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or a or, or very top-end League One, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, the obsession of going back to what worked for us you know 9 years ago eight it, yeah 9 9 seasons ago and that was with the best young player that england had in had in the country at, the, at that time along with just frankly some ridiculous ridiculous players um yeah I, I, it was a long time ago and i just think sometimes you just you don't need to go back and since then it's maybe not gone the way that he would have liked. So I don't see that as a, as a, as a uh, sort of an option, which we should explore. Um, so yeah, I think you go down the experienced route or the young and up and come, young and up and coming route, Liam. So, um, go on. What, what do you think about the two, two different, uh, options I've laid out there?
2: Um, I think it's probably the same argument that we have every single time this pops up. And unfortunately, for MK Long it's happened a bit too often than we'd like it to have happened the past couple of years. I think everyone likes the security of experience. And oh, look what Appleton did at Blackpool. And well, maybe for towards the start of it anyway. And look what the Cowley's have done from time to time at certain clubs of Lincoln, especially. And But I think for me, and how this club has always operated, and how Pete, as well as I disagree with, and don't really care what he has to say tomorrow in regards to the club situation this season. What I do sort of admire of him is that he does stick with the his one approach of getting a young enough commander and growing them. And to be honest with him, he's had a fairly good success rate at it overall. I mean, yeah, okay, cool. You can look at the likes of, Dan Machiche and, I suppose, in many ways, Mark Jackson, despite his situation being a bit of a, a really, really difficult one, quite frankly. But you, know, you look at the likes of, I I mentioned, Carl Robinson, who, yeah, he was here for a long time, but he had the club operating at a pretty high level in League One for, like, years on years on years. And I'm not saying that he's the option now. I think Bridges are burned there, and I think he will not be coming back to the club. Um, but him and, of course, Russell Martin is the ever-shining example who, I think, next season will have a fantastic season with Swansea. Um, and also took this club on leaps and bounds, as Jay mentioned. Whilst he did um, take a bit of an all-in approach, he built like an all-star team that almost got us a championship. They're one, one goal off, one point off. So, I, f- I think the model—I think the model's okay in terms of getting young up-and-coming managers. I think that's fine. It's just make sure you get the right ones, I suppose. Which is, of course, the obvious answer, and you know that's easier said than done. But I do have faith in group of individuals to actually make that decision well and have done in the past and I think they will do it again.
0: Okay so that's the young managers so what would you say let's stick up for the old managers then what would you say would be the best thing about appointing an older experienced league two manager or and then what would be a reason why you would maybe avoid that?
2: Oh I think the reason for is is the easy one of um, the know-how of the league, um, I think that's the obvious answer and the easiest answer. Um, you know, I think I think they would it would literally allow Liam Sweeting to focus purely on recruitment and allow that manager to coach the players. So maybe maybe that's the one argument where you could say, okay, maybe getting a more experienced head in could actually help the rest of the um, the other departments in the in the club because the manager could literally focus on the football and Liam Sweeting could literally focus on getting some players that he wants rather than having this like. 50-50 split where the manager's more involved than we actually think he is and doesn't cause conflict, but he's not actually focusing on his job fully. So maybe that, maybe like 80-20 or 90-10 split in Sweden's favor in terms of recruitment could help that. Um, the negatives, I mean, I think, I don't know why, but I think for me when it comes to previous managers and, and when it comes to their experience, I feel like they could be a bit haunted by it maybe that's a complete load of rubbish that people could bat away straight away and they could learn from their experiences. Of course they could. But I think what this club's done really well in the past is that when it's recruited, you, these younger managers, they kind of come back with a, they're full of fresh ideas and they're not too scared to actually introduce them. And we, we kind of build this exciting brand of football that is the quote unquote MK way, which I hate that saying, but that's obviously what the brand is for the football club in terms of the football they play. So i think with an older manager it's it's very hard to get them to do that quite frankly um because they've had they have so much experience and so much like knowledge of the way they want to play football so finding that manager who um is willing to do that is is so tough
0: Yeah, know, I think um, you made some really good points there. It, it, there are benefits and drawbacks to both, I think. But I think with me, where I would potentially edge towards, not, not necessarily just a complete rookie, but someone that wants to play football, more expansive football, and you typically would say that maybe that's a younger manager. Now, I don't mean to just pigeonhole all older managers into being dinosaurs because... You know, I think there are some, you know, look at someone like Tony Mowbray at, at Sunderland. He's an experienced manager, but he plays some really, really exciting football. Um, but one thing that I think is that, arguably, this job in League Two with a team that, you know, we're probably going to be one of the favourites for League Two. This job is probably more enticing than if we were to stay up and then sack Mark Jackson. If we were to finish, say, you know, eighteenth in the table, but decide for whatever reason to part ways with Mark Jackson, I would argue that actually a fresh start in League Two is maybe a, a more enticing role for someone that could, you know, better chance to get a promotion on the CV as opposed to bigger danger of a relegation on the CV. Um, so what, I mean, what, what do you think to that, Liam? Do you think maybe? because of that, a younger candidate might be better for us in terms of, you know, it, it, it's a bit more of a draw being a bigger team in a smaller league. Um, even though it is a league down, it's maybe less less um, uh, danger on their part that something could totally, totally mess up.
2: Yeah, I think the main appeal for the club ultimately is, a bit like any of the signage really, you, you go to the facilities or, well, stadium or like, and see the, see the fashion lights and all of this, like, 30,000 to see, like, oh, yes, it's great. Like, I can get behind this. And you get into it, and obviously it's less than what you think it is sometimes. And you don't have a training ground, for example, which you no know, club are working on, like, um religiously, But, yeah, I just feel that getting an experienced manager in, like, it's not really worked for us in the past, uh, for me anyway. Because um, when the club was, like, early on, it, it worked in some respects, but... We've come so far as a club now, just like building fresh identities, giving people chances, and maybe we've been too generous in to terms of the chances we have given. But ultimately, it's had an identity now, and we kind of have to roll with it. I'm not saying that we can't change, but I think changing your whole footballing model for a League Two season where you really just need to get out of the thing, Um, if you can anyway, is it's actually more risky than potentially doing what you what you potentially think it's the same safe approach getting a spirit manager in I don't know um, obviously there's a lot of names out there that maybe appeal to some people but when has this club ever done what the club or, or the people think they would actually do um, hardly ever uh, so I just I think it's been, it's been realistic as well as understanding that the club may take a different approach but ultimately they, they do they do stick to certain like ways of working and that that number one way of working for me is, is getting that maybe promising coaching who's a bit more inexperienced, but ultimately has the potential to take the club to n- new boundaries um, and then find the next person, really. Yes. Yeah, so I suppose the chat about managers, Joe, let- let's get onto the actual squad. Um, because as we've seen from this past season, um, no matter who the manager is, sometimes the players are the most important thing. Um it's an interesting squad, isn't it? Obviously, there's a obviously a lot a lot of players going back. the likes Jamie Cumming will go back to Chelsea, Paris for go back to Brentford, um, amongst many others. Um, and there's also obviously players will be out of contract also that we're not gonna mention names here and there, but there will be players who have either been offered deals, not been offered deals and potentially leaving the club to move into the League One football or higher. Um so I mean, I know you've done a little bit of a look into the squad um based off how we see it based off loans, for example. But what do you reckon overall?
0: Well, I mean, this is one thing that has come as a result of last season, uh, last summer's recruitment, is we've got a big squad. <laughs> but this is my my thinking anyway. Um, you know, players signed last summer, the majority of them I wouldn't have thought would be on a one-year deal. Um, maybe Bradley Johnson, perhaps. You know, maybe Will Grigg, an older player potentially. So, maybe they might be on one-year deals um, and leaving the club. Um, I think the more interesting ones are maybe players that have been here for a couple of seasons now. Um, again, I, I have no inside knowledge, so I, I'm just spitballing here. But um, whether Mo Issa, Zach Jules, Josh McEachran, um, whether they have you know extensions or whether they're we're offering them new contracts or whether they just want to leave. Um, so, that could be interesting. But I think the majority of the squad are still going to be here. Um, So you know, people like Matt Smith and Ethan Robson, Dawson Devoy, Conor Grant, they've all, they've all, you know, that's just a couple of midfielders I've reeled off there. But you know, Nathan Holland, Dara Burns, Max Dean, Leco, they're they're all. I'm ninety percent they'll all still be here. And the thing is, I kind of look at it and I'm like, they should be really good in League (laughs) Um, Two. Oh yeah. And that's I the thing. Problems. That's that's
2: why you had to change head coach, though, Joe. Because if those players are all going to be here, you cannot have the same face leading them in League Two. The, yeah. the, bear in mind the same face that they didn't really want to play for in the first place. Let's be honest. So you you have to change yeah. face, unfortunately.
0: But I think you know. I think we go into this league. Go into this. with unless we're ending people's contracts early or looking to maybe move some of the... And this is where I potentially worry that, you know, if we... I know Warren O'Hara, you know, signed a new contract in... Was it like this November, December? You'd argue that he's probably our biggest asset, him and Jack Tucker, potentially. Um, so, you know, could that be maybe where we we might actually be willing to listen to offers for them? I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't think people are going to be swooping in for a lot of our... <laughs> to be quite honest, um, but again, Mo Issa, whether or not he's leaving on a free, I don't know. But if he if he does if he does have another year on his contract, could he be one where he doesn't want to play in League Two? He's uh, he played in League Two a few seasons ago uh, with Cheltenham and did a cracking job. His first year in professional football, I believe. I'd love him if he was in League Two personally. You know, for someone that's scoring. Um, pretty Much was it 0.4 goals a game, uh, over the season?
1: That's
2: yeah, not bad two is seasons, it is. Yeah, it's you know, not bad I, at all.
0: If, if he actually can get to 46 games, I know he had his troubles with injuries, etc. But, but you know, on the by and large, he's, his fitness has been fine. It's not like he's had niggles all the time, especially this season. You know, since he's come back from a really serious, like six month injury, he's been constant. I don't think he's had a single game off for injury, Liam, has he? Um, but, um he, uh, you know, someone like that, a forty-game season—that's near, near enough twenty goals, um, and 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 that was in League One, in the division above. You know, and we saw what Kieran Agard could do dropping down, and that's someone that used to score shit all in League One. No. Uh, so, <laughs> to be quite frank, so
1: um,
0: oh. yeah, I, I look at some of these players, and I just think if we can get a bit of consistency out of them in League Two, they should be way too good for League Two. But then again, we looked at this team going into League One and thought, yeah, these are some good players. And then look what happened there. Um, I also think, you know, you've got people like uh, Brooklyn Lunga who may come into it a bit more. Could they get more of a chance given it's League Two? Um, and then also, you know, maybe Callum Tripp. I know, you know, we've not heard much about him, but he's still 16. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think he maybe turned 17 at some point during the season. So maybe we could just see a few bench appearances. Um And Dan Kemp, you know, where does he stand? I think, you know, um, I don't know if he signed 18 months or whether he signed two and a half years when he joined in. um, He was one of Manning's signs, wasn't he, he, January last year? So I don't know whether it was an 18-month deal or whether it was, if it was two and a half years and he's still in contract, he's only been with us for 18 months. Well, that could be maybe someone that we want to keep around because he, or, or maybe someone wants to come in and buy him after, you know, his stint in League Two. So... It's a very interesting squad that actually potentially could be pretty full. But like you said, Liam, I, I, no matter how it looks on paper, um, we, we've not had the best of times with this group of players. So potentially the club, maybe we look looking to actually move on a few people early from their contracts, uh, maybe cut price deals and then just freshening it up as such, perhaps.
2: Yeah, listen, we went through the club's accounts and i mean obviously that that money made off player registrations unfortunately not all of it will but a lot of it might now go towards just keeping the club alive in league 2 because we saw how badly it damaged the club last time it was here and you think it's bad then it'd be worse now um obviously the clubs more commercially developed since then so more requirements to keep it going um and yeah so that that'll be interesting but Obviously, yeah, Winkerman, whilst he is a Muppet sometimes, he'll understand that he needs to invest in this squad to get it out of League Two. Um, and whether whether Sweeting leads it or he does it with a, a head coach in place, whatever that'll be, um, of course they'll make that decision themselves and I'm sure there's lots in of internal discussions going on currently regarding that. And we'll get a lot of information tomorrow, of course, on that I'm assuming also. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm feeling weird about this squad. Um, I think I agree with you. I think there's definitely some players there who you look at them and, and you think they're in League Two and you're like, bloody hell, they should be doing quite well in this league. But in the same breath, you're like, I mean, maybe maybe a new head coach changes things and it, gives, it brings them to life because you've seen it with some some of the other players previously. But it doesn't give you a lot of hope looking at that squad. Um, and obviously, it's, it's, it's easy to say now because we've watched them for nine months and we've watched them just really disappoint us and let us down as as a part of this really disgraceful season, to be honest, overall. Um, But I suppose you have to have hope that the people in place will get the right players in the door and get the right manager in the door and we we just go again. But it's hard right now, isn't it? It
0: is hard, but again, I'd reiterate that I think that, you know, the managers do have more of an influence that is, you know you'd believe that you'd believe that sweeten did everything on his own sat in a box with his little sat in a box office with his little computer all day and i just don't I don't buy it at all um and i think that the managers whoever comes in will go to sweeten and say right i want to play this formation so i think this 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 player would be really good but actually, you know, these sorts of players that, you know, because we might bring in a manager who says, do you know what, these these players here, they're, they're not going to work for me. And, you know, and they might be taking up wages in the squad. So we might look to move some people on. So I think there there will be a degree of Sweet and will be doing his own research. And we can't just not wait. We can't just not do anything. Yeah, we can't um, wait. But, but I look at someone like Notts County. They signed Macaulay Langstaff and Sedwin Scott without a head coach in place. I don't think anyone's moaning about that now, are they?
2: Um, <laughs> you know? No, no, I think, um, I think you have to sign players. Like, you, you can't mess about. Like, I, I mean, for me personally, in my personal opinion, I think this manager search could be a dragged out one. Um, and obviously, mm. by the time, well, even I mean, some places now really, but by the time end of May comes around, you know, a lot, a lot of players out of contract are going to probably have other deals on the table or signed up already for like start of July. So you're going to need to be looking at players if you haven't already now. Um, so you don't have time to be wasting um, waiting for a head coach to come in obviously you have your targets of course you will and that, that's the whole point of having this like model of football and way of playing so that and really the whole point of Lee Sweetie's job really is to make sure that no matter what changes the head coach role you can still recruit players and still introduce that model and yeah I think the argument could be uh, could be there to say that the club's gone a bit distant last six months trying to keep in sales in the league Obviously, it hasn't done that. It's, it's failed at that objective. So now it's the case of getting back to really what I've got a Somerset championship in terms of getting those type of players in that um, fit that model.
0: And uh, I mean, just interestingly as well, you mentioned about how on paper this could be a good group of players. Well, maybe could that be where an experienced manager works for us, where it's someone that can maybe, you know, rather than, I don't know, an an ideal, not an I don't want to say like one of these young hipster, yeah yeah, we're gonna play a, a full pitch press, and we're gonna you know do all this and all these fancy stuff, well, someone that just actually gets the best out of the players because I don't think anyone's denying that there are some talented players in that group, and I think if, you know if we can get the best out of those players in that group that I believe that we're keeping hold of, you know, actually hell, there's not going to be many better in league two. I mean, really, Liam, is that, you know, people, someone like Nathan Holland, who was a player at a playoff pushing team in League One
1: eight,
0: tw- 13 months ago. You know, someone like Josh McEachran, who led, well, again, I, this is, I have no idea if these people are staying or not, but, you know, people like Josh McEachran, who, again, have been playing for a team at the right end of the of the, of the the um, league, seemingly as one of the better players. Mo Issa solid league one goal scorer you know what could these players do if they drop down and someone actually gets the best out of them um and these are players which i think we've all admit you know all said have underperformed at times this season
2: yeah who knows mate and again it'll be it'll be a person-by-person basis won't it in terms of you know when you're in that interview room with them what do they do to impress you what have you seen that you liked and I've not been wowed by the experience names I have heard um, so far. I think there's there's definitely caveats to every single one of them, but I suppose that's what comes with having that experience, isn't it you You have kind of your like life story on a, on a CV or like on in the in the public eye, and you'll get that criticism wherever you go so yeah, I mean, I don't envy Liam Sweeting and, and the rest of the team trying to pick a new manager for sure um but i I have confidence that they make the right decision and obviously get us back on track
0: yeah i think i think so and um yeah i think um th- this next managerial decision it's going to be one that i think is really important not just for the next season because i think a lot of players that you, you know i think comparatively we are going to be one of the, the the big teams in in league 2 let's just not beat around the bush um not the biggest because you know a certain team uh, beginning with w is going to be in there um, but um I'm sure we'll talk a lot about um in the coming few weeks and months, um uh, Hollywood's Wrexham, um but yeah I think that we, we should have a bit of pulling power. We should have a bit of, we should have some players that have performed at League One level in the past, and I think that it's about yeah getting the best most out of them. And I think it's um, it, but the thing is at the same time you don't want to jeopardize moving forward, which I think with Tisdale the Tisdale appointment. Yeah, we got we got what we needed done in the first year. However, did we then lose a year or two trying to rebuild after the mess which we were left with, essentially um, you know, the mess from his own assassination, so to speak.
2: Yeah, not a lot of love for that bloke, as as you can imagine from from any of us and any Don's fan that watched that team, it was a, uh, whilst he got promoted, it was a dreadful, dreadful season. Yeah. Okay. Um I think that brings us to the end of the episode, to be fair. Um we're going to take a couple of weeks off, I think, after this season. It's been a very emotional one, and I think me and Joe are a bit a bit potted out at the moment. But um, we do have some plans for the summer uh, in terms of the podcast. We'll have a few episodes for sure with hopefully some people from the club, which will be interesting. Um, and obviously, yeah, towards the end of May, we should have an idea or hopefully an idea of who the new manager is. Obviously, some player decisions maybe regarding the retain list that could come out fairly soon. Um, and yeah, any other news pops up, really. So... Obviously, say you've enjoyed the season is probably isn't the right word, but I hope you enjoyed listening to us this season. Um, it's been a bit of a rollercoaster, hasn't it? And unfortunately, it's ended in a bit of a crap way. Um, but thank you very much for tuning in to this year. And um, we will see you in a couple of weeks' time. And until then, come on your nons.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.